0: Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, a transformational leadership podcast for women. In this podcast, you will have an opportunity to grow an awareness of an area in your work, life, or faith that you want to change. Gain a tool that can help you in that area of growth and receive encouragement for you to Learn to let go of the self-limiting beliefs that hold you back and lean in toward Jesus who has given you the abilities and the talents and the passions to live this one life wholeheartedly. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Well welcome to another episode of Let Go Lean In podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to my new friend Joanne O'Halloran and you're going to know immediately that she is not from the United States. Joanne, welcome.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I'm definitely not from America. No, I'm from Ireland. Thank you so much for having me on it's
0: it's a thrill to be able to connect with you and first of all to to be able to talk a little bit about what's going on right now that you are facilitating and bringing into the world because i want people to know about that but also just to have people hear your story and to to know that you um you're doing great work and it is reaching the world and and that's to me such a great example of leadership. So, for you listening, I'm going to read Joanne's bio and I'm trying not to stumble over my own tongue because for us to connect, if you do the math, it's very early in California and it's afternoon for her in Ireland. So, here we go. I'm the sleepyhead this morning. <laughs> Joanne O'Halloran is a success coach for mums who want to figure out what direction they want to go in life outside the corporate world and how to make it happen. Joanne lives in Ireland as a single mom with her beautiful daughter, Leah, who is now all grown and starting to her own journey in the world. Joanne knows only too well what it is like trying to balance Being a mom and struggling to find her passion and purpose in life. For 17 years, she worked in HR, spending years climbing the corporate ladder trying to find her place and not really fitting in or fully enjoying what she did. At the start of the pandemic, she took a leap of faith and started her own business after she worked with a coach to help her discover her purpose. Joanne has made it her mission to empower as many mums as possible to create the life they want without restriction and have some fun doing it. Joanne's motto is, it's never too late to go after what you want. You just have to decide you're going to. Love that. Welcome, Joanne. I'm so happy to introduce you to the let go lean-in listeners.
1: Thank you. Thank honestly, thank you for having me here. It's such an honor to be interviewed by you today. I love this. Oh,
0: it's a mutual admiration society. Let me tell you. And and just for that, um, usually I ask people to just kind of go back and give their leadership journey, but I honestly want to at the beginning say, what are you doing right now to help moms? their purpose because you have a big thing going on and and when people start listening to this it will still be going on so I'm mm-hmm. um, I'm just excited to have them get to know.
1: Cool well I get very excited about this because my mission is literally to help moms figure out what they want to do in life and to not live life with restrictions because oh we're devils for you know trying to put ourselves last while we put everybody else first right oh, so, so my mission is to make sure we don't do this so right now there is an event on called the Empowered Mom Movement it is a free event and the lovely Lisa is on it too with me um, so we've got 21 global experts being interviewed on lots of different topics from you know where do you get inspiration from how do you figure out what your purpose is what do you do when you feel really scared and you're afraid to take that leap of faith where do you get courage from? Then actually the mechanics around, well, if I want to start a business, how do I go to, go about it? So it's a completely free event that's on for 21 days. And as Lisa said, we're actually bang in the middle of it right now. We're on day 10. So uh, it's free for anybody to get access to across the world and you can access all the interviews and you never know what little nugget or you know what tip that somebody will give will change your life. And I make, I've seen some people already that have started their businesses because of interviews like because of these interviews, which is incredible. So there's definite magic in these interviews. So I would encourage everybody to sign up.
0: I love that. And, and I'll put this in the show notes, but the, the landing page is the Empowered Mom Movement am I right? Yep. Dot Dot com. Com. Yep. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that'll be in print for you if you're just listening, but I highly encourage you to do that. I've enjoyed not, not just hearing my own self. That was fun, but, but dropping in and getting to hear conversations with others who are in an encouraging space. Some of mm-hmm. the, the folks whose work is being featured are additional coaches, from a different perspective, but then there are women who are doing a lot of different things. And so you can find yourself in the work that's being done, but also everybody has been so encouraging. So I'm so grateful that Joanne, you had this vision to bring this together and the technology that it takes to make that happen, to keep persevering, see that kind of stuff. I just go throw on the brakes, <laughs> just give it to somebody else to do something like that. But there you are doing all that work and, and working with your uh, VA, Katie it was just delightful to get to know her too. So thank you for, for what you're bringing into the world, because it's going to make a difference in a lot of moms lives. That's great. Thank
1: you. And thank you for being a part of it, because I don't think that, you know, you can take away from the value that you added to and that all the other speakers added. It's, um, it's a collective. And I think that that's really mm-hmm. important is that it's a collective of women wanting to share to help support other women on their journey. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And to be able to be seen within a collective and that as a listener, I could be a part of something like that because we all have something to offer right life teaches us different things and like you wisely said there's a nugget from each one so to be able to to learn from it's just so fabulous well you know and and thank you for letting me be a part of it by the way i just realized i never said that oh my goodness i uh, I I just marvel. I was, you know, complimenting you on on being able to put all this together, but it takes someone who has done some leadership work to step forward and bring things together like that. And my favorite question to ask of of any of the people that I've had the chance to interview is can you think of a like an early memory of when you stepped forward and led people, friends, a classmate, whatever, um, forward as a leader.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I think um I think I've always been that way. And if people if people saw me before and saw me now, you'd be like, oh that's probably not really true because I would have been what you would have defined as painfully shy. Mm-hmm. I was the child that hid behind my granny. I hid behind my mother, like literally under their coat Mm -hmm. and and that was just what I put forward however in the background I was still the person that was even as a child I would make like little decisions as to you know what we were going to have for dinner and then I'd help my granny or you know like when we were in school I always remember there was this little boy in school and he was terrified to go to school and I used to go to his car every morning and take him by the hand and bring him to the classroom he wouldn't go in without me so it's funny like when you look back you can see that there was always little things that, that I did to make sure I was bringing other people along but yes because I held the persona of being painfully shy it was like okay they don't really go hand in hand could I really be a leader and yeah it took a good bit of work now to really accept that I was yeah. and to understand that I was and to be comfortable in my own skin as the leader that I was not the leader I thought that I should be and mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. yeah it goes all the way back to I still always remember that in school with that little boy Shane was uh, his name I still remember it I could still remember his uh, little sandy brown hair and taking him by the hand and walking him into school oh my goodness and you you made it
0: possible for him to go to school <laughs> I mean he was there in the car and probably your own shyness you saw him and you knew what that felt like and mm-hmm. it's like hey we can do it together and <laughs> What a beautiful example of what a transformational leader is like specifically, because there are different styles of leadership. And, and I use that term transformational. And, and I know that some people have listened and thought, oh, I'm, I must be like a wellness coach who's focusing on you know transforming your physique and your health and all that. No, uh, but <laughs> transformational leadership is exactly what you did, Joanne. It's Mm -hmm. knowing what you need to grow in, in that case, courage, right, to -hmm. to be able to step forward, and then helping someone else do the same thing. And that's transformational leadership. So that's the kind of leader you are, even all the way back to being a little girl in school. What a beautiful Mm -hmm. example. And and you said it took a lot of work. And so in that leadership development journey, which might not have been top of mind for you as, as you were, you know, going through school and and getting into the corporate world, when do you think you started really paying attention to developing some skills for yourself as a leader?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question because um as a single parent, right, I would had a very I'm going to say a one-track mind of um, where I wanted to go in my career, right? And I knew I always wanted to lead a team, but I had this very specific image of a corporate leader, even down to how you dress, like very specific, even like, you know, like with the clean, crisp lines, the black dresses, very specific. And that was the direction that I went in. So when there was courses going for that, I went after them. But interestingly, they pulled with who I was, and I hated it because mm-hmm. I was so uncomfortable. I was trying to create this um, real harsh person because mm. I was kind of sitting in a man's world, being like on senior management teams, but I really wasn't fitting into who I was. And yeah. I'm going to be honest; it wasn't until I uh, burnt out in a job and I quit my I literally quit my job. Didn't care how I was going to pay my mortgage. I just was like, I can't do this. And I always remember Leah. That's my daughter's name. She was eleven at the time, and I always remember her turning around to me, being because I didn't know what she was going to say when I told her I'd quit my job. I thought she was going to freak out because how are we going to pay for food? Yeah. Um, and no, she turned around. and She was like, "I'm so happy I get my mommy back." And it was that moment oh, that wow. I went, "Oh, hang on a second now. What have I been doing? What what has that mm-hmm. child seen in me that isn't her mother?" So I actually got to learn from my daughter where my gap had come and like this pathway that I decided to go down because I thought that's what I had to be doing to be successful but actually I'd lost myself in the process and my child was like so happy I quit my job because now I got now she got her mother back so it was that moment in time that went okay I need to be more in tune with who I am and be accepting of who I am I am yeah. that person that will that will happily get you over the finish line. I will I will always do it. And I'll do it with a smile on my face. Even if you're crying, I will hug you and I will make sure that you feel safe and secure, but we'll get you over that line. But to know that that was who I am and to be comfortable in that space versus yeah. trying to be, I, I'll be honest with you, I used to call it Cruella DeVille, trying to be Cruella DeVille. <laughs> do you know? It yeah. just wasn't working for me. But if I'm being really honest, as a single parent, as a woman in what was a very predominantly male um workforce at the time yeah. that was what i thought i had to be yeah. so you know i really wasn't clear about who i was i wasn't comfortable in my own skin and yeah it ultimately made my child see me in a completely different light yeah
0: mm-hmm. boy i love hearing that story to have that uh, awakening that this is not fitting me and then to have that affirmation that it really wasn't fitting who you are from your own daughter yet she didn't complain she just you know mm-hmm. knew that that mommy had to work and that's mm-hmm. the way that it goes it, there's a great illustration in your story as well that ill fitting suit and way of being cruel deville authoritarian that's a mm-hmm. style of leadership It literally is a researched style of leadership, as is transformational leadership. And ironically, women don't like authoritative leadership or authoritarian leadership. They lean toward a servant leader, transformational leader, one who is developing and developing others. And so there you are just describing it again. You know, I'm going to walk with you across that finish line. And if you're crying, I'm going to hug you there. I (laughs) love it. What a perfect example of what it means to be a transformational leader. So as you, I mean, this is a story, as you said, I'm done with this. Is, is this the point that you started working with a coach or did you just naturally find another corporate role that you could be stepping into? How did that go?
1: Well, you think I would have learned my lesson. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I might as well be honest. I, I have a fierce, stubborn streak in me, so no, I didn't. Still, the whole single parent thing was very much ingrained in my mind. And, you know, uh, being in Ireland, being a very Catholic country, you, there's mm-hmm. a lot of beliefs that are really dug down deep into you. Um, yeah. And at this stage, I, I I, would tell you I was okay with being a single parent, but my actions would tell you different. Uh-huh. So, it, it, you know, so no, it wasn't at that point. However, what I did do was go into a company that um, it they're a ho- like a caring company, so oh. it got I was able to play a little bit with my with my leadership style. I ended up with a team of eighteen people. I got to test out different things with them, and yeah, I re- it was true that that I realized actually, do you know, there's so much joy in helping people succeed and helping people get to where they want. And my boss used to give it out to me all the time because we'd have people leaving our team. He saw that as a bad thing. I was so happy for them because we didn't have the positions in, in the company for them. I had no way of promoting them in the team. Why wouldn't I help them with their interview skills? Why wouldn't I help them with other skills that where they could go on and progress and be the, whoever it is that they want to be versus trying to keep them stuck for my selfish needs? So. Yeah. Okay, my boss wasn't too happy about that, but I was delighted. I got to see some of my team go into incredible positions and they're so happy. And that's what you want. Well, that's what I wanted as a leader. That was what I wanted to see my team succeed in. So I'm very grateful for moving into that company and for moving into that position and for having the space to play with it a little bit and not have any ramifications because I knew I'd always protect my team if there were some mistakes I, I you know the, wasn't the end of the world we could fix them but to allow me the space to play as I like to call it with with my style and mm-hmm. to see how they responded and I always ask for feedback love hearing feedback so it was great to hear from them what worked what didn't work what they enjoyed, what they got um, different things from, and then how I could support them better. So uh-huh. yeah, those five years really got to play. So it was after that then that I worked with a coach because I still was in the space of mind of going, I don't know what I want to do. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't know. And Yeah, it was funny actually working with her. It was like an instantaneous thing going, John, this is what you've been doing anyway. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah, that is what I've been doing.
0: But how wonderful that you were, able to have good solid employment and start stepping forward in how you're wired. because this mm-hmm. is the thing that I think that we we lose sight of as as women and if a mom as well, mm-hmm. the idea um, that we chatted about before we got you know started on our official conversation that that we often are giving ourselves away and we need to to rein that in and recognize that, you know, there's, there's a part that needs to be taken care of before we start giving away. And for you, that role shift, where you got to Mm -hmm. play with how you lead and discover, Mm -hmm. yep, that's what I really want to do is help others succeed. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. And, and so now you have your own coaching business, Awaken Potential, I believe, Mm Yeah, which I thought oh those are brilliant words that's exactly what coaching is about <laughs> so and and working with a coach you discovered this right mm-hmm. this is a yeah. commercial for coaching no it's not really <laughs> but it's actually very beneficial to to be coached but tell um tell our listeners a little bit about that aspect of the journey because you said it was like a you know a light switch mm-hmm. boom it's it's done you saw what you could be doing that was just a year ago? Two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. And, (laughs) and now you're also doing the empowered mom movement annually. And, (laughs) and when you hit the ground girl, you hit it running. That's amazing. (laughs) Was there, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, no.
0: I I was just going to say, what, what was it like to make that transition from being employed to being an entrepreneur to a solopreneur like some people call it
1: so it should have been scary but it actually wasn't oh trust me okay. enough um, but if I go back to when I met my coach how that all came about was she with able to tap in to um what she calls calls the image that I hold that I held of myself so she was like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm basing everything on you know what my external influences are versus going tuning into me yeah. who am I what do I need what do I want and mm. um, what do I want then for my family? And what is my why? <clears throat> so she connected me with that, and that was where I was able to see, Oh my goodness, this is what I want to do. I want no other mom to feel the way that I did, and have those mm. aha moments going, Okay, I can do it too. And um, so that was how that all came about. And um, in terms of feeling scared, no, I, I'd be very determined, and if I get it, and I as my mother would say if I get a bee in my bonnet about something, it's happening okay yeah. it's happening. So I if it. I get an idea and I decide I want to do it, nothing or nobody will get in my way. I've always been like that, but I didn't know that that was really positive in terms of if you if I have a vision, I can do it because we raise the things of like oh don't you have great notions there? would you just not be more realistic? yeah so and I always remember as well when I told a couple of my friends I was starting my business, they all started sending me jobs i'm like i i i I don't want a job i i I want my business thank you i appreciate it but no i was like and they're like oh but business is failing the first year okay but mine's not going to like (laughs) why why would it do you know and so instead of being scared i was incredibly determined but i had to continue to work on myself to take those scary steps because fear Mm -hmm. was coming up but i'd be like okay i see you but guess what? I'm going to take your hand and we're going to go together. You're not stopping me. You can come with me yeah. or you can stay there, but either way I'm going forward. Now, don't get me wrong. I did have times where I fell back, like as in I take one step forward and go five steps backwards, but I never give up. That's something that's mm-hmm. definitely in me and be quite stubborn like that. And I'm very grateful for that, that if I see something I'm going for, I will go for it. But what I love as well as every time I did take a step, and felt scared another door would open mm. and then another door would open and then another door would open and I learned to listen in here to go okay does that fit into number one who I am right number two what I want like what my goal is mm. it doesn't fit into that and I was able to step back and just go if it doesn't fit into the two of them then the answer is no straight ah. up the answer is no not as in yeah that sounds great I really want that opportunity No. If it doesn't fit into the two of them, it is a straight up no. And I always remember the first time I said no, I was like, cool. I feel like I <laughs> can't do it. I was <laughs> like, oh, my God, I can't do it. Yeah. But after you do say your first no and you realize, OK, I didn't die. Mm-hmm. The world didn't fall down. Yep. I didn't go bankrupt. It's like, OK, yeah. I can do it again and I can do it again and <laughs> I can do it again. So, um, no, fear didn't stop me. It, probably propelled me a little bit and uh again I played with it. Like I've learned to set intentions with things so that Mm. you know if I'm faced with something that's new. So say like the Empowered mom movement. When I decided to do that, I was so scared, so scared because every thought comes into your mind of going, how am I going to reach out to people I don't know? Why on earth would they want to be on my show? Like Mm. the very first time I did it because I I had nothing to show people. And they're better than me what do I have to offer them I feel like I'm taking from them and I'm not really able to give anything to Mm. them Mm. so that I found much more scarier than actually creating my business because I Mm. felt that was me it felt like it was more personal to me but after my very first conversation that all fell by the wayside because I was connecting with people that were like me and that you know there wasn't that competition there and um the connectivity of the women that I've met like yourself is that we want to be able to empower lots of women so you know the fear kind of removed itself
0: I love that oh my goodness that just for you to to be able to clarify what does and doesn't work and be able to have a solid no that's a huge piece for people to be able to take away from just our, you know, this is the nugget in our conversation among many that, that can be implemented. You know, you, you don't have to go off and, and get a degree to take another step. It's like, okay, I need to learn how I'm wired and be able to have a solid filter system to be able to have a yes or a no. And, and just to, to simplify it like that is so, so fabulous. I, um, I know I love to ask our for our listeners' benefits about tools. And I wonder, is is that a tool that you always use? Or do you have another tool that keeps you feeling equipped to move forward as you lead others? Because coaching is is coming alongside. Like you said, I'll walk with you across the finish line. That is more of what coaching is than actual leading. As far as you know, getting everybody going in the same direction, but it's still a way of showing up as a uh, co-creator, a co-leader, if you will. Um, what kind of tool or tools do you regularly rely on that keep you moving forward?
1: So I have two very simple ones that I use. So yes, and um, that's one. But before that, I always set an intention, always. So. What, whether it's a conversation, whether it's a social media post, whether it's a client, whether it's with my team, whether it's with my daughter, I always set my intention. What is my intention with this conversation so that I never make it about me? Because when I'm making it about me, I'm not coming from from the place of where I can you know, serve the other person or even when it comes to my VA to lead her. Um, because if I'm making it about me, then I'm missing the point with her because we're so many different personality types and different needs. So I would always ask, okay, what is my intention? And I honestly have noticed such a shift in relationships since I've set that. Um, And I even do it, like if I forget to do it, so say even if I'm on the phone with my mother and I forget to set my intention, I'll speak it out. She doesn't know what I'm doing, but I'll still speak it out and say, oh, okay. So I I called you today because I wanted to, you know, to connect with you because I hadn't talked to you in a couple of days and I wanted to see how you were doing. But that resets my mind as to my intention with the mm-hmm. call and um, mm-hmm. so that is something i always do always always do and then yes the other one is is that my boundaries what are my boundaries in these situations because mm-hmm. if i'm not clear on my boundaries it feels awful your energy is completely off um, and yeah. you make really poor decisions as well like you can make decisions based on emotions which is never a good thing to do and um, if you're not clear on what your boundaries are so they are my definite go-tos always
0: wow those are those are two very powerful tools and I know that we hear you know it's bantered around in in our space about mm-hmm. intention setting an intention in fact my most recent uh, interview we talked about paying attention to your intention because people can set an intention and then go off and not pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. So your example of saying it again, so that you're keeping it top of mind in whatever Mm -hmm. you're doing, like calling your mom, um, that keeps that intention top of mind. So you're paying attention to that intention. Yet, if if this is new to me and I don't know what setting an intention really is, what... What could you say for an example of of setting an intention and then moving toward it? I think that Mm -hmm. might be helpful for folks. Yeah,
1: for sure. So let's take an easy one, like with a family member, right? Because there can be times where there is a bit of tension, you know, or there's certain things that we're triggered by. So if, for example, just take my mother again, if I wanted to call her, why do I want to call her? Why, Why do I want to call her? Do I want to call her just to say hi? Do I want to call her because she's my mom and I want to keep the relationship going? Do I need something from her? Does she need something from me? So why am I calling her? Yeah. And then if I know there's something in that that normally makes me feel ick, like as in, you know, I might get snappy or, you know, I might want to like hang up the phone. I can be, I can decide, okay, I want to be calm. I want to be present. I want to listen. I just want to be here with her. Mm. So it's why am I making that like that, that particular phone call? And um, why do I want to speak to her? And then how do I want to be in that conversation? Do I want to be calm or do I want to be ratty? And I know I never want to be ratty, but I can be ratty. So I'll say, okay, I really want to be calm because I want to have that relationship with her and I'm calling her because I want to hear how her day is. Not I want to tell her how I'm annoyed because of how her day is gone, but I want to hear how her day is. I love that because that whole process
0: taps into two things that we do as coaches, which is help grow an awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Awareness of yourself in space. We think we're aware of ourselves, but not to the, what, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What is my body telling me kind of awareness? Cause we just move in right mm-hmm. it without setting an intention using your example, you call your mom, you're not paying attention to the fact that your left shoe has a stone in it, and it's been bothering you for an hour. And all of a sudden, it really gets into your brain that you're irritated, but you're irritated by that stone in your shoe. And you take that irritation into the telephone call. And, and we're, we often are not aware. So to go through the process of setting an intention you clarify for yourself and you check in it's like i'm i'm not here to complain about her day and how it's impacted me or whatever it might be um uh, that's that's a beautiful explanation because like i said we can hear these terms frequently and and then what they truly mean, the power of them can, can be kind of dissipated. So I appreciate you using that as an example. And I know that uh, the application of boundaries, well, first of all, the establishment of boundaries takes a lot of time. That's the the second thing that we hear bantered about. And of course, in, in the United States, we've had two, um, two different cycles. Psych- Psychiatrist psychologist, forgive me for misstating, but uh Henry Cloud and John Townsend, who have done a lot of work around the idea of boundaries. So this is a familiar thing in the US, but I'm amazed at how unfamiliar it is. Again, because of the water that I swim in. I'm reading books like this and and learning and, and applying them. What is it like for you to work with someone? Who doesn't or isn't aware of the value of personal boundaries and professional mm. boundaries? Because those are, you know, boundaries in general. What's that like sure. when you come across someone who gives everything
1: to you know? I just want to uh, first things first it when you haven't had clear boundaries for a very long time, it's very easy to beat yourself up about it and go, Oh, I should know that. Oh, that's so obvious yes it is when someone points it out to you but before that no it's not <laughs> it's just not your reality is the way it is so the first thing is to be very gentle with yourself and to not berate yourself for not knowing what you didn't know mm-hmm. Like that's always one thing that I say because we never want to be annoyed with ourselves for not having healthy boundaries but what we want to do then is start to set them so like the easiest thing to do is go okay Take one little part of your life, because we need boundaries everywhere. You cannot know them all. It's, you know, sometimes you need to be triggered before you can know them. Um, But take one part of your life that, you know, maybe, you know, and into a family setting that you're, you know, you you know, you're going to be annoyed by a situation. Or if you go into work, maybe you've got a work meeting that you need to go into and you've got a particular manager or a particular person that um, is very dominant and they speak over you. Think of whatever situation it is and then decide, OK, how do I want to feel in that situation? What am I OK with and what am I not OK with? Is there words I'm not OK with? Is there tones I'm not OK with? Is there if I'm speaking and somebody speaks over me, am I not OK with this? What in that one situation, not all of them, that one situation am I OK with and what am I not OK with? And Sometimes it takes, a, you know, you might need to go through the situation again to go, OK, actually, I don't like that oh, no, I don't like that. I'm okay with that. No, no, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Be okay with that because it's just bringing awareness to it so that you can know what your boundaries are. So it's not about giving out to yourself for not knowing. It's going, okay, how can I understand what my boundaries are? If I'm triggered, why am I triggered? So a trigger can be that you get anxious. You Mm -hmm. get like a gurgly tummy. You can feel your sweaty hands. You can go you can want to put up your hands. You can want to run away. It can be something that causes a reaction in you, but then to go, okay, what am I okay with in that situation? And then what am I not okay with? And then that's where you get to set your boundaries. And it is going to be crazy uncomfortable the first time you do it. There's no point in saying it's not like there's no right. magic pill that you can go. Yes. I feel confident now. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to take the action. I want to and... know where it is. <laughs> Me too. It's with the unicorns and the glitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> oh, but, the, but it, you just have to take the action. I love that. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. There's more. I know.
1: And then just check in with yourself afterwards and go, okay, I didn't die. Like celebrate. Go, I didn't die. Yeah. I didn't go bankrupt. I didn't lose my job. Nobody else died. So you get to go, Oh my goodness, this is a win. So it's, it's just be able to celebrate and go, I did it. I was so scared but I yeah. did it and then call somebody and go do you know what I'm after doing do you know what I did today because uh, yeah. it's a big deal because if if you're doing it for the first time you will inspire somebody else to do it like yeah. th- that's literally the circle that we're in is that like that's why all the books exist and coaches exist and podcasts exist and interviews exist is you know is to learn from somebody else and just take some source of inspiration from it so yeah. be that source of inspiration and go do you did today even if you're telling your child like that's what I do with Leah is like I'll call her she laughs at me now she's like oh man what, what did you do now like, wait till I tell you wait till I tell you <laughs> but she does it with me too like we get to make a little game out of it and even my mother has started doing it do you know so you'd yeah. be ins- you'd be surprised at you know the influence that you have around people without actually trying to so use, use it to your advantage and call, call somebody and go do you know what I did today It could even be a case of, I brought back a piece of clothing and returned it. You may never have done that before because you've been so scared. Do it and then celebrate it. Yeah,
0: that celebration really, really helps to solidify Mm -hmm. the action. It's It's like the last part of the cycle and it reinforces it so that the next time you need to set a boundary and then stick to it, you know it's possible because you went through that cycle and the celebration part is is just as important as the first step because it's it's like the container that that holds it so i love that you had a very specific way to explain that because it makes it more accessible these are these are tools That, you know, learning to set your intention and to to pay attention to that intention and grow those awarenesses and establish boundaries. These are things that you don't have to have a book and a workbook to work through. I mean, sometimes that's helpful, but to pay attention to what other people are doing and follow their lead. You've been modeling these things for Leah and your mom has seen you. And now she's starting to do the same thing to celebrate. Hey, guess what I did today? That's I think that's beautiful. The power of modeling. Um, You know, my first career was in education and that was a huge piece of instructional practice is modeling for the students what you wanted them to be able to do not so that they copied it like an art, but so that they knew, you know, the pieces of the steps or whatever. And, and you are doing that with explaining to us, here's how to set a boundary. Here's how to set an intention. You're modeling it and your life is showing it too, which Mm -hmm. is where the real power is. And others that are around you and you as a listener, as you do this in your own life, others will start to take notice and want, to copy, to emulate, to imitate, all those words that, that go along with it. And that's leadership because you're having influence. Mm-hmm. So again, this is something I just love to, to bring back to, to women, especially, is that you have a circle of influence. Step into it and influence those for good who are around you. And that's, it doesn't, you don't have to get paid to be a leader. <laughs> that's, I mean, that'd be nice for sure. Let's not, you know, there's there are those aspects of life that we still have to pay attention to, but you can be a leader right in the space where you're at. And, and, you know, Joanne, I I love to kind of always, you know, bring back this idea of, you know, so what we we have these experiences of leadership, we have these tools to help us keep moving forward. And in the particular ones that you shared, definitely what other people can take and implement for themselves very easily and and quickly. But then the so what is so what's the the result? And what's the definition for you, especially to to be thriving in your life? Because I think that's it's so personal and yet when we hear other people's stories it's like oh that's an area I'm already thriving in my you know opinion not comparing for you what does it excuse me what does it mean to thrive
1: for me it's very simple it means my relationships with everybody are so much better and when I say Uh. with everybody In particular, my daughter, we had quite a challenging relationship before this. Whereas now we have a very mutual understanding relationship. I appreciate her as a person and she appreciates me as a person. So, yes, there's a mother daughter, but there's a human to human. So for me, thriving is actually being able to have relate like relationships with people where you can appreciate them and understand them where they're at not where you want them to be at mm. not what you need from them and that I can be responsible for what I create in my life and I'm not talking about business I'm talking about my life so I'm talking about how I get up in the morning the activities that I do when I do them and I, and again I, this is not about you know what time of the day you do them but if I want to go swimming in winter time I will go swimming in winter time like it's it's those little things that make me Feel happy in life that are good for my soul, so mm-hmm. it's actually nothing to do with the business. The business is a side point, it is those relationships that I have with my family, with my friends, and my connection with my life,
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: fact that I enjoy it. I, like, okay, do you have days where you're tired and you're cranky? Yeah, of course, of course, right? Of course, I'm a woman, I also have my cycle, right? Yeah, yeah, but. I give myself grace now to go on downtime when that cycle happens. Mm. So I, I, I'm able to go down and I don't give out to myself for it. So I just don't schedule heavy things. I, I get to schedule things that work for me so that I can still feel really good in my day. Do you know, So for me, that is thriving. It's not about the bits and pieces that you have. For me, it's the connections I have with other people and with my life.
0: That's beautiful. and And that's something you can take with you everywhere. It's, it's not uh, dependent on salary or, you know, whatever income, it's not dependent on other people. That's the the key for what you're saying. It's interdependent where you are in relationship with others, but for you to thrive, it's what you're doing. You're paying attention to what's going on inside and living out of that. And that is a, is a big shift for, for many of us because the outer part is what we feel like we need to pay attention to and we neglect the inner part. A lot of people talk about self-care. Well, self-care is this, paying mm-hmm. attention to what it is that's going to help you thrive. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to be unique to each person. Because of life circumstances and and stages of life and and things like that, yet it is something that you can pay attention to and adjust throughout life. So that's that's brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I feel like everything that you've shared with us, Joanne, is so practical and accessible. And speaking of sharing, you have offered, and I would love for you to to describe it. Uh going to your website and accessing um which i have done myself <laughs> so pl- please share and describe what you as a listener will get to get in the show notes because i'm i'm excited for you to get to be able to do this as well
1: So oh, it's just really to connect with yourself again and to really figure out what it is who are you and what do you want because as lisa said we, we will blame income or we will blame circumstances for not having what we, what we want but it's, it's not that it's actually a lot more simple but we don't give ourselves the space to go okay what do I actually want mm-hmm. so this literally brings you through to have a look at what you actually want why haven't you gone and got it yet and what can you do to put it into practice right now not in a week's time not when I have the money not when the children are grown up not when I retire right now what can you do right now to put into practice and it's short and it's sweet and it's really simple it's really really simple it's what I used myself um when I was trying to understand what it is that I wanted and yeah as you as you start to step more into your life you'll go back and do it again and Mm -hmm. you go okay I was playing a little bit small there I, you know, I wanted to be able to go do more, but I was afraid to say it out loud. Okay, so you get to re- repeat the process. It's just—it's a nice way to be able to connect with yourself and your life, and go, okay, what do I want? What yeah. do I really, really want? Yeah, like what? What do I want? As the Spice Girls would say, "Tell me what you want, what you really, really want." That's what you get
0: to do. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. I love again the practical nature of, of this offering that the listeners can take this and just go here, here are these three questions. And, and what it is that you're giving is permission to sit down with yourself, take a few moments, not an hour. It doesn't have to be a weekend retreat. This is not a big deal in, in time, but it is a big deal in paying attention and growing that awareness of, of what's uncomfortable and what is keeping you and what action can you take? I mean, it's just so practical. Thank you so much. And, and honestly, for those of you that are going to, you know, check into this, the show notes, that's easy for you to find this, but awakenpotential.com. Yeah. Awakenpotentialcoaching.com. Awaken potential coaching. I knew there was another word, but I thought it's not the <laughs> <laughs> awaken potential coaching.com is how to get in touch mm-hmm. with Joanne. And believe me, you want to because the practical nature of her coaching is really going to bring you opportunity to step forward. And that's what this is all about. So Joanne, thank you so much for taking the time in the afternoon of your day and for bringing together the Empowered Mom Movement. And I will also have uh, reference links in the show notes for that. And this episode is, you're hearing it while the Empowered Mom Movement event is going on. So please don't think, oh, this is old news. Go over and click that link and find access to the 20 other people that joanne has had conversations with that have nuggets for you and you're you've heard me enough but i'm in there too and i'm really grateful for the opportunity to to speak to an audience that i haven't reached before so it honestly is such a beautiful offering to the world and for moms especially so thank you for all that you're doing and go celebrate that we were actually able to connect after the thunderstorm and the calendar and just, you know, all the things. This is literally our fourth attempt at having this conversation. So I'm so glad we actually got to do it. So again, thank you, Joanne, for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you very, very much. I really do appreciate it. And thank you for allowing me to share and for being on the show and for also sharing the show because it's lovely that we can come together and help to empower women. So thank you. Yeah. Just to
0: keep reaching out and holding out a hand and saying, come on, let's walk together through this. This is, yep. This is a big part of why we're here, right?
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Yay.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of let go lean in podcast. I so appreciate you being a listener. I know that Hearing other people's voices and learning about leadership in this way can be very encouraging. And I would greatly appreciate two things. First of all, if you've benefited from this episode, share it with a friend. Let them know about Let Go Lean In podcast. The second thing that would be amazingly helpful to let other people know is to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review of this podcast it could be in general or a specific episode whichever you prefer but what happens with the algorithms is that the awareness goes up and other people start to discover this material so those two things that you would share it with a friend and that you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Again, I so appreciate your listenership. Looking forward to sharing so many great pieces of information and wonderful interviews with you. Thanks again.